Well, hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Mustard Seed Leadership, where we're going to dive straight into part three of a series we're doing called Seven Signs of Godly Governance. What does it look like to exercise authority well? Now, this is so important. The way we exercise authority in the kingdom of God is crucial. I love uh, it's listed as some of the last words of David, where it says in 2 Samuel 23, verses 3 and 4, it says, The God of Israel spoke, the rock of Israel said to me, when one rules over people, people in righteousness when he rules in the fear of the Lord. In other words, when good godly government is exercised well, verse 4 says, he is like the light of morning at sunrise on a cloudless morning, like the brightness after rain that brings grass from the earth. In other words, the exercising of godly government is a glorious thing. It is beautiful. It should bring about hope. It should drive out darkness and it should release potential. So it's a beautiful way to glorify God. And that's what we're talking about in this series. Now, over the last couple of weeks, I've been highlighting some of the symptoms as well of a lack of government in our lives. Here they are, five of them quickly. Number one, a lack of peace. Number two, lack of order. Number three, lack of respect. Number four, lack of discipline. And number five, a lack of productivity. Now, we looked at those first two. Let me zone in on that third one very quickly. A lack of respect. What does that look like? It looks like an environment around you where people use disrespectful language. It could be body language like eye rolling, it could be lack of greetings, no pleases, no thank yous, rude interruptions, uh, bulldozing through other people. These are all signs of disrespect. Now, the great challenge of Scripture is that when Paul spoke to young Timothy, who was in a difficult leadership environment, he'd taken over the leadership of the church in Ephesus. And he said to him in 1 Timothy 4 verse 12, he said, Timothy, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Do you notice where the responsibility lies? He doesn't let Timothy play the victim card. It's not my fault people disrespect me. He says, no, no, Timothy, don't let people disrespect you, but rather... It carries on, it says, be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. In other words, you can't blame other people for not respecting you, but rather the responsibility lies with us. People respect people who lead themselves well. And so good governance is that self-leadership of leading yourself well. If you have self-respect, then others will begin to respect you as well. So one of the great challenges, <coughs> excuse me, of growing in governance is to not allow an environment of disrespect to grow around you and to not enable disrespectful behavior, but rather to confront it head on in a polite but firm way. I'm not saying it's easy, and this is certainly an area I am growing in and want to grow in more and more. The good news, of course, is that we can grow in the way we exercise and grow in government. And uh, just a reminder as well, the three enemies that we are going to have to face up to if we want to develop this area of authority and exercising authority well. Number one, we have to confront the fear of conflict. In other words, you're a people pleaser, and so you back away from confrontation because you want to keep people happy. Secondly, a lack of confidence. Sometimes it's our personal insecurity which holds us back rather than stepping forward. Or thirdly, an attitude of indifference where you abdicate responsibility that you should be owning and taking charge of. So let's very quickly focus in on that third sign of good governance. So far, number one, we've looked at good governance confronts sin. Number two, good governance enforces boundaries. And then today we're going to look at number three, good governance holds people accountable. Now, 
This is similar to enforcing boundaries, but is a lot wider in its scope. It includes holding people accountable to agreed upon goals, agreed upon behavior, and agreed upon action steps. And that's what accountability means. It means establishing agreed upon expectations, which include deliverables, behaviors, and timelines, and then checking in with people to ensure that they're following through on what was agreed upon. Now, a great biblical example of this is when the prophet Samuel, he's uh, newly appointed Saul to be king over Israel, and, and Samuel gives Saul a clear instruction from the Lord in terms of what is expected of him. He's to go and defeat one of Israel's enemies and completely obliterate all of the army, their livestock, and everything. And yet in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 13 to 15, it says, When Samuel finally found him, Saul greeted him cheerfully. May the Lord bless you, he said. I've carried out the Lord's command. Then what is all the bleating of sheep and goats and the lowing of cattle I hear? Samuel demanded. It's true that the army spared the best of the sheep, goats and cattle, Saul admitted, but they're going to sacrifice them to the Lord your God. We have destroyed everything else. And sadly, that was the deciding point, the pivot moment in Saul's leadership where Samuel then said, for this reason, God is going to take away the kingdom from you and give it to someone more worthy than you. But notice what Samuel did. He had to confront, he had to hold Saul accountable. You notice that Samuel asked a hard question, even when he knew it was going to be an awkward answer. That's good governance. Not backing away from a godly confrontation, but rather facing it in the right way. Now, Personally, I've been very challenged in this area because holding people accountable often does lead to some awkward conversations. But as someone recently said, uh, what the leader doesn't inspect, his team won't respect. If you're not going to inspect something, the team will start disrespecting and not respecting it. That's why accountability is crucial. So some of the areas that I'm facing in the church with this regard is, uh, is one might be vision drift as the, the elder in charge of the vision of the church, I've got to keep myself accountable to the church and to the eldership, not just coming up with new vision all the time, but rather being accountable to what we believe that God has called us to. Uh, leaders underperforming. Every year we sit with our leaders, we discuss expectations, and then the challenge for me is to then hold leaders accountable. We agreed on expectations, commitments, and now we've got to hold them accountable to that. Even to the other elders not achieving goals, we sit as an elders team discussing elders looking after different areas of the church, agreed upon goals and timelines. Now my job is to hold them accountable to make sure that they deliver on what we felt God is saying. So let me wrap it up then with a challenge in this area. Good governance holds people accountable. So number one, I want you to do an honest assessment of your own life, your family, ministry, business, whatever you're involved in. Are you holding yourself and the people you lead accountable? Or are you afraid of the awkward conversations that might follow? Are you making your expectations clear so that you can hold people accountable? This is a crucial element of good governance. Secondly then, if not, then it's time to repent. Remember, repentance, I love it. It's beautiful. Repentance is an invitation for God's intervention. And if you want to grow in this area, it's going to require some repenting. And then number, thir number three, trust the Lord and begin to lead. Our job, establish clear expectations, come to an agreement, and then hold people accountable. Let's do it. Let's grow in this area of exercising good governance because good leadership, glorious exercising of government should bring honor and glory to God. May the Lord bless you. Can't wait to see you again next week. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership, where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.